0: Maddie's with us. Oh, wait. I shouldn't say that yet. We're not recording. Oh, we, well, we are, are recording. recording. It's red. Right now, the, this is always the best part. Right now, by the way, oh. the on air neon light it's is lit on. up. It's yeah. lit up. It's totally lit up. But you can't see it. <laughs> not today. Well, because we don't have cameras, nor do we have the sign, actual sign. Uh, so, Maddie does not have we can... a microphone. That's okay. We can get if Maddie. If you want to chime in, you can, you can pop on over here. Oh, my gosh. She's got something to say. She wants a mic. All right. We're going to pause for two seconds. Station identification. Right.
1: Welcome to This Week in Fast Pitch, the podcast that keeps you up to date on the latest news, insights, and analysis from the world of fast pitch softball. Powered by 643, we bring you the stories behind the scores, the personalities behind the players, and the strategies behind the game. Whether you're a fan, a coach, or a player, we've got you covered with expert analysis and insider information. So sit back, relax, and get ready for a deep dive into the world of fast pitch softball. This is This Week in Fast Pitch, powered by 643, with your hosts, Jimmy Thomas and Kevin Bednowski. All right, welcome everybody to another episode of This Week in Fast Pitch. It is summer, so we've got a little bit of switch up in our roster today. So Jimmy is out this week, but we've got a couple of... Familiar faces and familiar voices. Uh, Matt Cook is with us as always. Hello, hello. As well as Maddie Cook.
2: Hello, nice to Welcome of you officially
1: here. with a microphone to the yes. podcast. We've heard your voice in the background a little bit before, but we are officially we we gave you the yeah. instrument of a microphone. It's about time. <laughs> oh well, wow! Okay. <laughs> She's got her dad's confidence. Yeah. I think. <laughs> well, welcome, welcome. All right, so. Uh, As I mentioned, uh, Jimmy, our large co-host, is out this week. We're going to get back with him. You know, the summer brings a lot of stuff with softball, right? Summer brings all these summer nationals, and everybody's on the road. And, you know, we got places that are people are down in Myrtle Beach for nationals. They're in Roanoke for nationals. They're heading out to California for nationals, and Indianapolis, and Oklahoma City, and everybody's sort of all over the place. So softball is really hitting its summer peak. Uh, this week and next week with regard to sort of all the national tournaments. So um, we're going to shift gears a little bit today. And we wanted to talk a little bit about what's happening at 643
0: because there's been some exciting announcements. Yeah, there have. There have been a lot of exciting announcements recently. Uh, not the least of which is the fact that we are now franchising. Yeah. So our we, we've
1: always talked about how the company is going to grow. And it's been a very organic growth thus far with the Uh, You know, the opening of the original Sterling location, the relocation to Ashburn, and then the addition of Manassas and then venturing out of our local comfort markets and heading to Wake Forest in North Carolina. So using all of that expertise, that knowledge, all those mistakes that we've collectively made along the way, and we've put this franchising effort into motion.
0: Yeah, it's really exciting. Um something we've actually been talking about for a long time, but um you know, didn't really take the first steps to officially doing it until sometime early last year. And it's been a it's been a process. Um Kevin fortunately has some franchise experience in a former life and uh has been instrumental in helping us kind of get this thing off the ground, but um you know, the consultants, the legal, um you know, it's a highly regulated industry which I didn't know before we got into it. So, yeah, I've learned a lot about franchising. Um, you know, probably the most exciting thing is we did a little bit of a soft announcement on this. I think we sent out a, a post, you know, we've got, I don't know, a couple thousand followers on our social. We sent out a post just to kind of say, hey, you know, we're doing this. And I think, you know, we expected Hey, congratulations, guys. So excited for you. You know, good luck. And what we were met with was uh, phone calls and form submissions. So, um, you know, I think we've got uh, we've got interest in eight or nine states uh, on the East Coast. I think we've had somebody reach out to us from California. Uh, We've had some high level people demonstrate some interest. So it's really validating to know that what we're doing here collectively within this community is is resonating with people um, you know, outside of this area, which is something that, you know, I think we tested with with the the Raleigh location, but we really didn't know. Right. So, um, so yeah, it's it's been uh, it's been really exciting for us and um still a lot to learn, still a lot to get through. Um hopefully we'll get our first franchisee in the very, very near future and then we can start working on you know, the the steps that it takes to, uh, you know, get them operational, uh, yeah. which is, which would is, be another learning curve for us, I'm sure. But here's the
1: beauty of, I think, what you and we have done throughout the last seven years is prepare, right? I mean, yeah. you know, we, I think we, we've prepared for this moment in time and whether that's, um, the the checklist on the daily maintenance of cleaning the facility <laughs> versus <laughs> and I, and I looked to Maddie, Maddie for that knows. because she's yeah. she's on that payroll right oh yeah. What, yeah what what walk us through just that system like you know when you come in you you already know what to do right
2: yeah well obviously um, it's been a lot of kind of trial and error over the years I've been in and out of the facilities a million and two times. Um, so it was very much a collaboration of here's what we want everything to look like and we want it to be clean and we want it to be inviting. And then it was just a matter of creating, you know, a checklist of what needs to be done in order to reach what the standard that we're, that we're going for. So thank you. Um, (laughs) so yeah, you know, I, myself and anyone else who's doing, doing maintenance, um, you know you come in you you get everything straightened out, all of the lanes make sure that each lane is equipped with um, the equipment that, that it needs, um, you know doing spot cleaning, making sure the lobby is presentable and and ready for people to come in and, and enjoy their time
1: I think the key part that we that we talk about when we speak of franchising is the notion of a standard. when you have standards, whether that's the way the facility looks, the way the facility operates, the ease under which our membership base can, um, you know, get in and out of the facility, can, can request trainer, can, sure. you know, all those different things. That's what makes this a franchisable system, mm-hmm. in my opinion, because yeah. we can repeat all of these things that, we've, that have been created over mm-hmm. the last seven years mm-hmm. with some trial and error, for sure. Mm-hmm. But, but those are the things that we can implement to someone that is going to do this in another market.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think we feel like we've got uh, a lot of trade secrets that we've developed over the years. And we think that there are things that make this business successful Um, and packaging those up and giving those to other people and allowing them to follow that same recipe um, is, you know, what we believe and what we think will work. And if you look at the largest franchises out there, that's what you see, right? When you walk into a you know, pick your large franchise. They all feel the same. They all say the same things. Their menus look the same if you're in a restaurant situation. Um so we want to create that same environment here. And um, you know, as Maddie was sort of uh, alluding to, you know, as as insignificant as it may sound to come in and make sure the baskets are all lined up the right way and that you've got good balls to hit and that it's it's clean and there's there's no major issues, um, is a really, really important part of our business model. In fact, it's one of the the three core tenants that we uh, subscribe to and it's it, it's cleanliness. We talk about it in our business plan. So um, people notice it. People care about it. Um, even those that don't think that they care about it generally do um, because they would know if it looked another way. Um, so those those things are really important to kind of the fabric of of who we are and what we do. And um, the people that we're getting interest in on the franchise side share those same beliefs because they're they're the other core tenants. Coincidentally, uh, are innovation uh, and, uh, customer support. Um, you know, there's, there's not one more important than the other, but they're all extraordinarily important. And those three tenants, I think we're seeing these franchisees come in and see, they see that value. They see what we're doing, uh, and are subscribing to that as well. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, it, it may seem insignificant, but it is anything but. So for anyone that's maybe listening today, that doesn't
1: necessarily know how those came about, Right, how the core tenants of the business plan came about. What was the aha moment for the partners that said, wait a minute, we need to take this model of rental, spake cage rental and flip it on its head, do something different and change the model completely and focus on softball. How, how well, did, what, was the, what was the moment there?
0: I, I think that was all about execution. I don't think that was the aha moment. The aha moment for us was, Um, How do we create a better environment for young female athletes? We we just weren't seeing it in the traditional baseball, softball facilities. And, you know, I tell the story to anybody that's ever talked to me about starting this, of, of having that 10U team at one of the local places and, you know, being flanked by two boys teams, 14 years old, 15 years old. Uh, getting hot, taking off their shirts and and our little girls sort of shivering in fear, Maddie I'm sure yeah. was one of them um and I just remember thinking at the time and and sean and, and Peter certainly had had felt the same, and I think a lot of us in this community felt the same way, like this is not they already struggle young girls struggle with confidence, right, and so how do you you know here you are trying to teach them a very, very difficult game, um, and they're not even comfortable in their own environment, and so that was really the impetus that was sort of the aha moment. Um, we all happen to be entrepreneurs. I spent my career in in tech and had a couple of companies. And and so once we decided that we, you know, wanted to pursue this avenue, then it was okay, well, how do we do it and do it effectively? Um, and the space rental business to us didn't seem like a, a logical move. Um, gyms they get it right. <laughs> uh and you know, we wanted that repeatability, um, you know, in terms of our our revenue. And and so we we took a business-minded approach to what we were delivering, right? So we didn't, we're not, we weren't coaches that wanted to come in and train as much as some of my partners might think they could have. Um, I won't mention any names. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, and I could have too, I'm sure i i especially, uh, defensively. Are we going to have um, to edit that piece out? No, no, no. Keep okay. that right. Okay. In okay got Nobody it. Nobody knows checking. what I'm talking about. Okay. Just yeah, checking. Yeah. No, no, we don't edit anything out here, Kevin. <laughs> Um, so, you know, we, we, we made that decision very early on. We're not going to be in the business, right? We're going to build a business um, and we're going to let the professionals, professionals do the do the good work, right? We'll do the dirty work, let them do the 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 work that really matters. Um, so we want it to be in essence invisible. Um, I mean, we want people to know that there's a face behind the behind the curtain, obviously, but but the the business isn't about us. It's it's about the trainers, it's about the kids, it's about the parents, it's about the community. And that's what really what we wanted to focus on. So Maddie, I wanna go back to
1: to you a little bit, sort of touching base on that sort of aha story moment. Talk, talk to us a little bit about the difference between being in a facility that is co-ed or mm-hmm. baseball focused, right? Because right? you've been in plenty of those, I'm oh, sure, yeah. versus getting a lesson, being with other people softball players, being with your team, being with a trainer, being with uh, your peers, basically in a six, four, three, can you sort of talk a little bit about what you, how you feel about the difference there?
2: Yeah. I mean, um, as, as my dad was saying, when, when we were younger, you know, you would go to these other places that, that were co-ed, but I, I wouldn't even really call them that it was, it was baseball dominated. It was male dominated. And the girls were just there because we had nowhere else to go. And And you could tell because it was all baseballs, so there'd be two buckets of softballs, and then everything else was baseballs. The guys in there they sometimes were were un they were nasty sometimes, honestly, for lack of a better word um to not only us girls as players but to our coaches as well, whether they were female male, whatever so it was.
0: Baseball players tend to be very cocky anyway, and I know yeah. this from personal experience. I played <laughs> baseball growing up. Um, I'm sure you were the same way, Kevin. Mm-hmm. You see the you see the the high school baseball teams walk around the oh, field. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah. They,
2: well, if we ran into sure. problems like that just on our softball teams before, before COVID happened, we would have to share a bus with the baseball team when we were traveling to games. Oh my God. Was that just the worst experience you could ever go through? Jimmy,
0: Jimmy actually has a really good story of that. I'll (laughs) save, save it for him for when he's back, but yeah.
2: So, I mean, it, it was just intimidating and you, you didn't feel like you didn't feel comfortable. There was, it wasn't a comfortable space. And then, when my dad and and his partners opened up six four three it was it was amazing to be in a place where it was female dominated dominant um and you you felt comfortable and you could you could make mistakes and you could learn and it it was just great it was a great great way to transition into into that space
0: yeah and what what's cool now um And what I've noticed is, you know, six years ago, whenever, when we started this, obviously there were places for us to go. Um, But the accessibility just wasn't there again, because they were dominated by baseball. They were always crowded. Um, You didn't have the flexible kind of anytime thing. And so we've created this um, environment that a lot of the younger kids now, they don't know any different. You know what I mean? Like there's this expectation now um, because that new crop of kids is you know the, the original crop that started are starting to move on yeah right? it's like me knowing the day before the cell phone yeah because I'm right. old right yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm, right. can't, can't or, relate right. or cable <laughs> TV or Netflix or it, it, pick pick any other technology I think 643 is incredibly analogous to Apple yes I yeah. thank you for that comparison <laughs> yeah. I, oh my what God. would you do without the iPhone <laughs> right similarly well right? we wouldn't be running roller, this podcast that's, that's true not on no, not that well and if it were a Windows machine it would have already crashed yeah. <laughs> I, I know that from Experienced from yesterday, so, yeah. <laughs> from five minutes ago. Yeah, but you know,
1: so the the, the real question as it relates to franchising, you know, uh, probably what between a year and two years ago, we started talking about expansion and and how do we how do we get our mission to the masses, mm-hmm. right? Because now we, we you've you've heard from a player's perspective, like, oh my gosh, this is so what we wanted.
2: Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Now it's incumbent upon us as, you know, not just entrepreneurs and business leaders, but fanatics of the game Mm -hmm. and supporters of young women to bring this to as many people as humanly
0: possible and as rapidly as humanly possible. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and, uh, you know, that I somewhat credit, credited you for, um, the push here because when we started this thing, and I remember very early on, um, with my business hat on, saying, "Hey, you know, I really want to do this, and I want to do this for our local community. But if we can build this into a business, that really excites me. But we've got to be able to scale it. We've got to be able to get it to 100 units. Like that right. was my my line of thinking <clears throat> when I got into the business. Um, it was something that I think that I didn't anticipate was the emotional side of the business and how much I realized what we were doing mattered. And in my career before that, I never had that feeling. It was a widget. Mm-hmm. It was a, yeah. It was. I mean i I enjoyed the the you know building something from nothing thing but the thing that we were building i realized just didn't matter and this mattered to people and and it every day we felt it we heard it people were telling us they were sending us emails it was an incredibly gratifying <clears throat> experience and so i started to i started to fear the idea of franchising because I thought we would lose that. You know, I thought we'd become a sales and marketing machine and lose that. And in a conversation that you and I had had one time in and, and, uh, many of our get togethers, <clears throat> you know, I think what you said to me was, well, what, you know, how do you get this to as many people as you can as quickly as you can? And, and when you think about it that way, the answer is obvious because I, we collectively couldn't build a hundred of these things before we die um they're they're capital intensive and they're hard to do and <laughs> no um you know getting the three that we have had and granted we've we've grown kind of methodically but um it would be very difficult and so i think the way that that stuck with me and made it okay all of a sudden because the mission is what was driving that decision right like get this out to as many communities as possible and now you know we we have just a very small taste
1: thus far from prospective franchisees but do you think your any concern you may have had about, you know, losing that
0: feeling has been allayed given the, the type of people we've been talking with? 100%. I mean, it, it, you know, it's, it's a different cell. Well, sort of, it's a different cell now. Um, but most of the, well, everybody that we've talked to so far, um, and I suspect that most of the people that we talk to um, are going to be like us. They share. Yeah. They share it, the mentality. Yeah. Yeah, that mindset is very very similar to to ours and so I'm 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 getting that same level of gratis gratifact gratification gratifaction. It's a new word. Satisfaction. Not gratification, gratification. Yeah, it's a combination of the two. Uh gratification when we're on the other side of the table talking to them and they have the big smiles on and they're nodding their heads and and they're Sort of, you know, regurgitating everything we're telling them. Saying that's why we're doing this. That's why we're doing this. That's why we're doing this. And so, yeah, it doesn't feel like a sales job to me um, at all. It's a, it's a relationship thing. And and you know, I know what we're ultimately doing is for the betterment of these communities and for the betterment of the girls. And uh, you know, it's it's uh, yeah, my my fears have been assuaged for sure. Yeah. And what I've really enjoyed about talking with some of the
1: prospective franchisees that we've been interacting with thus far is we don't have to get the words out of our mouth before they say, Oh yes, we want to we wanna empower a young twenty, you know, 2, 23, 24, 25 year old young woman that just graduated from college played in college and wants to stay in the game not just maybe as a trainer mm-hmm. but we want to get them involved in this business as well and we want to sure. empower them with with equity or we want to we want to make them the face of the business and we want them to go out and 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 continue their legacy that they have built thus far in the game. Yeah. And it doesn't matter that whether it's your you know superstar player or a four year player or somebody that's coming, maybe there's a trainer that's gonna look to be elevated uh, into a new position uh, in, in business ownership, but everybody's getting it.
0: yeah yeah, yeah, definitely. it's it's a it's a cool part of the business that you know, probably, wasn't what you know conceived from the beginning right i mean i th- I think we were intentional about a lot of things that we did um we probably you know locked into a few things um but i also also think that we were really smart in in kind of how we you know how we built this thing out so far but but something that i don't think we realized from the beginning that we we have since realized is that we have created paths Um, we have a a number of uh, people who work here who this is their primary source of income Um, whether that's trainers or or a trainer that combos and does a little bit of administrative workforce or social work for us or you know as maddie does comes in and does daily maintenance or facility maintenance Um, we had trainers that have moved from quote unquote, the cage and have moved into a permanent side of the operations of the business. Uh, now that we're franchising, we have these opportunities for these this growth within. And so we're just continuing to spread that empowerment piece. Um, and we, we always talked about the on the field and off the field stuff, but right. this is very much a, a part of that off the field thing. Like how do we give these kids opportunities to stay in the game, to either give back or potentially pursue this as a professional career. And that's exciting.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, we're, we're blessed to, to have this forum, right. And to have this opportunity to impact, not just at least from our perspective at the franchise or corporate level. Um, In our local Northern Virginia and, you know, Raleigh communities, but now spread this spread this out amongst amongst many, many communities. So with that sort of what what's what's the strategy? What's the expansion strategy right now as it relates to, um, you know, our franchising efforts?
0: Yeah, and I'll I'll take this. As an opportunity to to say to anybody that does happen to be listening, this is not an intentional commercial here. I mean, we we want to share with the public what we're doing because we think what we do what we're doing is awesome. And if there's somebody out there listening to this that wants to talk to us, clearly we want to talk to you. Um, But uh, you know, I think getting a little peek behind the curtain is kind of what we were thinking about coming into this. Is you know maybe maybe it would be good to to you know uh, get people in our heads and and let them know what we were thinking. Um, so from a, from an expansion standpoint, um, this first year we have relatively modest goals, um, in terms of, you know, uh, how many franchisees we would like to, uh, award. Um, and it's in the, the lower single digits. Um, and that's primarily because as I referenced earlier, Um, we've spent the last year or so working on kind of the inside of the franchise development process. What do we do? How do we do it? What do we sell? How do we deliver it? Um, But now operationally, once somebody buys in, how do we execute? How do we get them trained up? How do we make sure that they're going to be successful because they must? Um, So, so this first 12 months or so, you know, maybe we, maybe we shoot for three, four or five you know, new franchisees. Um, and then after that, really start to scale it up. Uh, we've we've cast kind of a wide net right now just to kind of see where we're getting the most activity. We believe that there's going to be activity all throughout the United States, and we've seen some evidence of that. But being a small company and just getting going, we'll likely try and isolate most of that um, to the East Coast just so that we can make sure we're here to, to support it as effectively as possible. Um, so you know in in terms of you know how we do that um grassroots you know traditional efforts will will be putting a little bit of money into you know social media advertising we've got some partnership announcements that are coming up that i think are going to be really exciting um what we've noticed is that we get a lot of traction in the envi- in the in the uh geographic territories that we are in um so as we plant these we think it's you know it's like planting a seed and and you know it's a very viral thing so um you know that that kind of distribution approach of adding, you know, new facilities, um, you know, I think will really, really help us. We've got, um, a couple relatively near term, um, opportunities that will start to move us South. And I think that will help that growth strategy as well, because you're going to expose yourself now to a whole new audience that are going to realize what everybody here has realized, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I, I don't know if I was answering your question specifically, but, um, you know, there's, there's, there's marketing efforts, um, you know, there's advertising efforts, uh, relationship building things. And a lot of it, because the community is small, Kevin, and you've got a great anecdote here when you were out in Calif- uh, out in Colorado, bumping into people out there right. who are, who are learning about and hearing about us for the first time. Yeah. So, you know, we're, it's cool that the, the market that we're in, is is small enough for us to sort of be at the top of that pyramid or pretty darn close to right. it. Um, so, yeah, I think, it's, I think we'll get a, a lot of traction through relationships like that. I know you have a lot of high-level relationships, and if you don't know somebody, you know somebody who does. Um, so, yeah, it's a, yeah, a multi-pronged you know, it effort. It is, and
1: I think that when earlier we talked about just the, the franchisee potentials that are fanatics about the game yeah. like we are, right. um, it's in very easy conversation. And, mm-hmm. you know, whether again, you know, to, to your point, you know, I was out in Colorado at the sparkler and, you know, you just start having conversations with people and uh, like, oh, wait, send me more. I want they to learn it. more about that, yeah. you know, or we're, we're again, you mentioned we're potentially moving south mm-hmm. as our as some of our first opportunities. How about, you know, thank you to all of our members No matter which location you're in, for having a magnet on the back of your car, (laughs) because uh, because our potential franchisee of about ten plus hours south of us, Mm -hmm. um, in their local community, saw a six four three magnet on the back of somebody's car driving down the highway Mm ten hours from Northern Virginia. Yeah, pretty cool, right? Uh, I mean,
0: it might have been instrumental in helping seal the deal. To be honest (laughs) with you, I mean it's it's amazing, and that's we get a lot of compliments. Um, You know, probably some. you know some things that aren't quite compliments from time to time, but we do get a lot of compliments. Um, one of them is cleanliness. Uh, we hear a lot of people say, "Oh my God, I see your I see your magnets everywhere." Uh, we were on a phone call the other day, random. Call with some third-party software company, and we're talking to the sales manager. And she, manager, and she said, "Oh my God, you're, I was ta- talking to a, a colleague of mine about you guys, and she said oh my God, they're the guys that I see the, the stickers, the car magnets <laughs> everywhere around here.' So yeah, that's that's really exciting. If you don't have your sticker, come get <laughs> one. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's a cool thing. So again,
1: thank you to our membership for sure. Not not just for your magnets, but for your loyalty, indeed, for your patronage. Mm-hmm for your commitment to helping grow the game Mm -hmm. and working with your daughters and the community to make this just such a very special place. Yeah. Um, because that's what we're trying to spread like wildfire into in via, via this franchise opportunity. Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, And that's, you know, as I mentioned before, um, You know, that emotional side of the business that hit me so hard in the beginning, you know, those testimonials that we would get from people and, you know, really lovely ones like you've helped us, you know, build a better relationship with our daughter because we have a place to go with her kinds of testimonials, Uh, the ones that give you the chills even when I talk about them now. Um, But yeah, the loyalty. I mean, I know this this harkens back a few years now, but we opened up our Manassas facility in the year of COVID uh, two months prior to COVID starting. And the support that we had when we had the COVID shutdown was just unbelievable. Just people telling us, reaching out to us keep my, keep my membership. Just do me one favor and be here when this is over. Right, um, You know, that level of support, I, I don't know that a lot of, uh, a lot of organizations, a lot of companies receive. And, and so, yeah, I appreciate you bringing that up. It's, we are nothing without them anyway. Um, but um, yeah, their, their support has been incredible.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. again, we, we certainly appreciate everything that our membership's our membership does for us and keeps us on our toes as well because we're always trying to be innovative. it's one of the core tenants, and we're trying to trying to bring new things and and I, for those of you that are listening that are members, stay tuned because there's a lot of cool things that are going to be happening in each of the facilities also yeah. so keep keep those things in mind and and we really appreciate everything you guys bring. To yeah. us every single day. Yeah.
0: Good talk. I'm glad we uh, glad we had
1: this opportunity. Yeah, I'm glad. And uh, Maddie, thanks for chiming in. Oh, we appreciate everything that you do for us as well. And uh,
0: you are a college student, so there you go. Yeah, <laughs> that's a yeah, good thing. I, she is off to. Um, are we? Are we shutting this down? Are we? Uh, I mean, I'm good. We, we, yeah, can, we, can, we can let it go. Yeah, we're at
1: 20, oh, 30 minutes. Yeah, that's okay. perfect.
0: I just didn't know if there's any final, final, you know, I did non franchise related. I did the thank you thing, but. You did the thank you thing. Thank yeah, you yeah.
1: Um, um, but yeah, I mean, again, we're we're it's a it's a crazy busy time in the summer, right? So we'll get back on a regular cadence and a regular oh, do we schedule. Want to tease that at all? Yeah, and I was yeah, we're gonna get back on a regular schedule. And one of the pods that we're that's in the hopper is a little bit more down and dirty about um, the game itself with our trainers. Yeah. <clears throat> and we're going to bring in some outspoken trainers. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to bring in some, some, yes, some very outspoken trainers, three, three additional trainers that we've, that we have in house and, um, yeah, get a little sense from them about what it's like to be a trainer. What are the, what are the, some of the challenges that they have mm-hmm. as trainers? Yeah. Um, what are some of the positives and, and there are tons of them. How do they build relationships mm-hmm. with,
0: with players, mm-hmm. Um, how do they, how do they interact with them? Um, you yeah, you know, well, and we talk about this a lot and I, I think most people recognize this if you're a parent that takes your kid to see a trainer, the, the relationships that are established there and the, uh, responsibility that that trainer takes on, you know, not just to, not just to train, but to, there's, there's, there's other aspects when you're spending 30 minutes, an hour, you know, every week with this person who you're, you know, in. in trusting mm-hmm. and building this relationship with it's a it's an interesting dynamic that starts to take shape. Um, so yeah, that'll be, that'll be a lot of fun. I would, I would check yeah. the warning label on that one before you listen to <laughs> I it. I don't
2: know if you're going to watch or listen to one of them. Well, that that's going to be a one good one. one. Yeah, so it just you
0: may, may have to make, make sure it's age appropriate.
1: That's yeah. It all. might be 180 degrees from the alley rail <laughs> conversation. <laughs> like a little bit of a
0: different spin. Who is now actively training at six, four, three and calendar is filling
1: up. So yeah, yeah we're
0: excited to have her. She's fantastic. And I, and just an, in closing there, I would say that if you have, we've got a, a list of other topics that we'll be bringing on board, but if you, if you are listening to us and you have some ideas on some things that you'd like to see us get involved in and talk about and get engaged with, um, definitely let us know, reach out to us, comment. Um, and where can they find all of this stuff? Yeah, this
1: episode and all episodes are found on Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube. And don't forget to check out all of our social media platforms at 643. Yeah. So we're excited about all of that. So just wrapping up, uh, as someone that is about to take off to go to California, um, you know, to go to a national national's uh, for our team, we're gonna go play in the Alliance this year. Oh, so nice. we're excited about oh, that. Oh, good choice of song. So, yeah. Okay. Going back to when, Cali. When are, when are we leaving? We are leaving tomorrow. We are heading out tomorrow to California. Where are in California? Chino Hills, California, outside of LA. So we're excited about that. So, no matter where you are or what you're doing, live life like a 3 1 count. We appreciate everybody checking us out. Thanks, Matt. Have a good one. See ya. Right. See you. Bye.
2: Back to Cali. 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 I'm going back to Cali. Hmm. I don't think so. I'm going back to Cali. Cali. Cali.